Welcome to episode number 244 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I had the opportunity to talk to the director of content at the Harold Grinspoon Foundation and PJ Library, Meredith Lewis. And we talked all about PJ Library. And PJ Library started as a program that sends free Jewish books to families around the world on a monthly basis. And they've expanded tremendously. They have PJ Listen, which is all kinds of Jewish music that you can hear featuring past guests of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Joni Leeds, Jason Meshes, Mr. G, just to name a few. And of course, we also got to talk about the PJ Library podcast, Tell Me a Story. And this is the absolute time for you to be checking out PJ Library and all that they have to offer. The Jewish holiday of Purim is coming up. It's where the Jewish people put on costumes in and give each other baskets of food just to just to say, hey, here's some food, thinking about you, love you. It's a joyous time. It's it's fun. It's filled with with the merriment. How about that? How about some merriment in our lives? So I, you're you're gonna hear from Meredith in just a second. I don't have a lot of other things to tell you about except to uh, choose your candidate. If you are voting for Super Tuesday, choose with your heart. Choose with your head. Sometimes the heart matches the head. Sometimes the heart does not match the head. Sometimes neither the heart nor the head have a thought, and you go with the gut. And in that case, may your gut lead you to where you should go. That was, that was vague. That was vague. That's okay. I mean, politics are a weird thing, right, parents? Kids, ask your parents who they're voting for. But more importantly, ask them why. My kids have been asking my wife and I, Mrs. Good Stuff, and I, who we're voting for and why, and we shared who we're voting for and the reasons why, and it helps, I think it helps, I think it helps our kids to hear what's important to us. You know, outside of making sure our kids go to bed on time, brush their teeth, and wake up on time, I think it's good for our kids to know what we're thinking about outside of the house. You know, what are we thinking about? I'm thinking about healthcare. Are you thinking about healthcare? I'm thinking about healthcare. I'm thinking about criminal justice. I'm thinking about gun control. I'm thinking about things that lots and lots of parents are thinking about. And good to bring our kids into the conversation. So let's have a conversation, shall we? Here is Meredith Lewis from PJ Library telling us all about it. The whole thing. All of it. And if you want to hear the past interviews with some of the PJ artists that have been on the Good Stuff Kids podcast, just go to goodstuffpod.com. They're all there. All the past episodes. They're there. They're also on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. That's how the kids say it, getting your pods. Here's Meredith Lewis. Enjoy 
Oh, and by the way, I know this is this is like what my dad does. He'll you'll think he's done talking, but he's really not. So I, this is I guess fake ending number two. But what I really want to tell you is, if you are not part of the PJ Library program, you should get yourself to be part of the PJ Library program. And we've made it as easy as possible. Just go to my website, goodstuffpod.com, and click on this article. There is a link at the bottom of this article about this interview with Meredith, and you can sign up for PJ Library. Easy as can be. Okay, now for real, here is Meredith Lewis. Talk to you at the end of the show. It is a great day, and I'm thrilled to welcome someone who's been a big part of my life, whether they actually knew they were a big part of my life or not. But I'd like to welcome Meredith Lewis to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Meredith, how are you today? Good. Thank you so much, Michael. All right. So a question I have for you is... um, who are you? Like, what do you do? What's what's your thing? How how are you? Have you and I been connected for I would say at least ten years, maybe more at this point? But yet we've never spoken to each other. Absolutely. So I have the wonderful privilege of being the director of content for PJ Library. Um, PJ Library is a program that sends free books to families who are raising Jewish kids or are raising kids with Judaism as part of their lives. Um, and we send books once a month. And my amazing job is to uh, work with a great team that chooses those books um, and increasingly gets to create those books for you and your family and hundreds of thousands of families around the world. Yeah, so th- th- it's not just our family, right? Like, it's, there's a, a lot right. of folks, a lot, even though I feel like mine's the most important, obviously. But there's folks, around, is it yep. truly like around the world at this point? Yeah, so um, this year we are currently sending books to 650,000 kids each month. Um, and by the end of 2020, we will be in 26 countries and seven languages. Wow. And it really is a, a, it's a really cool thing because it's real male, right? And this is going to sound mm-hmm. like, I think that parents love this because you get something in the mail for your kid and it's a brand new book. And it was always a, a really, and always uh, is and continues to be a, a really special day because it gives us something to read at night that we know is, and it's cool to talk to you because you're the one who's, who's choosing the books. So um, there's a lot more to the PJ Library story, but in terms of mm-hmm. the books that you choose, how does that how does that come to be? Are people sending you their stuff? Are you sort of going to the bookstore and checking things out? How does that part of it work? So we're, we're doing just about everything. Uh, we certainly are uh, coordinating with publishers, going to our local public library and scouring um, the shelves for things that would be great fits. But increasingly, we are seeing books even before they come books. So we accept manuscripts. Um, many of them come from professional authors, uh, people that we've all read and loved. Many of them come from people that are just starting out their journey in writing, and PJ Library might be their debut book. Um, and some of those manuscripts are also coming from publishers that are excited to partner with us and to bring more Jewish content out there. And so I joke that we will take books um, just about any way we can. Um, but it's really fun because the process looks different if you're seeing something in a Word document and you can imagine what the pictures look like. Um, and equally as thrilling when something is already done and it is tucked away on a shelf in a library and you say, how did I never see this book for years? And we uncover one of those gems. Yeah, that's that's an amazing thing to be able to do. Um, and, and really cool that, that is, is it like, 
So if people had, basically it sounds like, if people had an idea and they thought it could be a cool book, mm-hmm. they could figure, I mean, I, I'm sure there's like a pretty streamlined process, but you are willing and open to accepting ideas? Absolutely. So you can go to pjlibrary.org backslash manuscripts, and it the, that webpage will tell you what we're looking for, what our criteria is, and how to submit. And I will certainly say that over the years, we have had educators and parents and community members who have learned about PJ Library, read a book themselves and said, I have a great idea, written something, and they had an inner author inside of them and have gone on to be PJ authors, a handful of those people have gone on to be professional um, kid-lit authors, Um, and PJ was a a big stepping stone for them. Yeah, so it's like the the things that you don't expect, you know? It's the the idea that, you know, what started as, I think, so the the backstory of PJ Library, as I understand it, is, well, maybe it it would definitely be better coming, coming from you. Like, how did it all start? Yeah, and not surprisingly, it is now a story of itself. Um, so we are a part of the Harold Grinspoon Foundation, and Harold Grinspoon is a 90-year-old philanthropist who lives in Western Massachusetts um, who is equally delighted by children's books as our subscribers are. Um, and he was listening to NPR, and he heard about Dolly Parton's really tra- tremendous initiative, Imagination Library, which sends books nationally. Um, and he was really inspired by that and decided to become a local sponsor of the program. And around the same time, he was invited to his family's Passover Seder, and his daughter-in-law brought um, a number of books from a local Jewish bookstore to give to the kids as a Passover gift, as part of the tradition of looking for the hidden piece of matzah as part of the Passover meal. And Harold had just never seen Jewish kids' books. And so um, he famously pulls out his wallet and gives his daughter-in-law like a stack of cash, um, a couple hundred bucks, and says, go buy me every Jewish kids' book that you can find. I I have to see all of them. over time, he says, he, he got the idea to combine the two and said, I wonder if there could be a Jewish version of Imagination Library. And when they started in Western Mass, as, as the story goes, the community believed that there were about 200 eligible kids, kids that were being raised Jewish or being raised uh, multiple faiths, Judaism being one of them. Um, and when they put out the call and said, we have these books, you can subscribe, 700 children showed up, so more than three times as many. And what they learned is that, and what we've really come to believe and know is true, is that institutional religious life, um, spiritual Jewish life, something that feels very formal is hard for a lot of our families. Um, But the idea of sitting down with your kid and reading a great story and sharing traditions that maybe you grew up with or discovering new, uh, new rituals, new stories, new traditions that might be something that you want to take on yourself or you just want to learn about someone else doing is really comforting to families. And so from that program in Western Mass, that's how it started spreading to other communities in North America and eventually Israel and the rest of the world. Um, And it's really just grown beyond the wildest dreams of Harold as well as the team here. That's amazing. Um, And uh, it's such a cool story you know you never you really know you hit a nerve when you think you're going to get 200 and then 700 show up that's a very very uh it really shows the need and that you're really meeting families where they are um so absolutely so but i mean we should also say and that pj library is is more than books um and you know we talked a, a little bit before we started rolling that several 
PJ Library artists have been on the Good Stuff Kids podcast before, uh, amongst them Joni Leeds and Jason Meshes. So what was the what was the the uh, interest in in sort of branching out into the musical side of things? Yeah, I think that. Uh, we think about how kids learn from stories and narratives, and I think great kids' music tells stories. It just puts it to a beat. And so from the beginning, PJ Library sent books 11 months out of the year, and the 12th month sent a CD. And it's just a different way to access um, stories and Jewish traditions, but in a way that was really kid-friendly. PJ Library has always taken... Um, as a given that parents aren't going to do something they don't want to do. So many parents are either reading to their kids on a daily basis or know that that's important. And a lot of parents also understand how important music is for a developing brain and are putting on the radio or listening with their kids. And so music was a part from the beginning. In recent years, we just know there are fewer CD players out there and music has gone digital. So within the past few years, we've launched PJ Library Radio, um, which is a streaming service that is totally free and you can access Jewish music all year round on the weekends it plays Shabbat music um, during the end of December it is like your Hanukkah station that you can go to um, and recently we've been continuing to think about the power of audio content of um, oral stories and so that's been great and that is actually how we've come across podcasts and I don't think I have to tell you and your audience how amazing it is to be able to access a podcast to be in conversation um, with someone in that private way, in your ear, off of your device, even though you know they may not speaking be speaking directly to you. Right. So, so yeah, the that's really fascinating, and and I'm interested in how you got to the idea of having a podcast because I do think that you're right. You know, again, it's it's the um, sort of the real beauty of you all meeting your people where they are, whether or not they outwardly say we listen to podcasts or not. But I do know that lots of parents, um, myself included, um, are equally likely to put a podcast on for our kids as we are to put music on for them in the car. Um, do uh, We do both. And you know, one of the main mm-hmm. reasons why I started this particular podcast is because there, there was nothing for me to listen to with my kids in, in the car. And I was like, well, how do I find this? So I'm thrilled that you all are, uh, have started a, a podcast. I believe the, the first season is, is that it's out, right? And so, so tell me a it little bit. It is totally out and is available. And our next mini season will be debuting in March 2020. Sweet. So tell me about this podcast. What's it called? What's in it? What's going on? Who's narrating? What are the stories? Like, just let her rip. Let's do it. Absolutely. So our podcast is Have I Got a Story for You? Because we definitely have a story for you. We have many stories. Um, One of the great traditions that we have in the Jewish storytelling canon are all of these folk tales from all of the places around the world where Jews have lived. And there are so many folk tales that we've never seen a great picture book of. And so we work very closely with our authors and writers and we try different treatments. Um, And sometimes they work great and we turn beautiful picture books. And sometimes we have these stories that we have and we don't have a place for them. So as podcasts were growing and more of our parents were spending more time 
time in the car where it's not really feasible to pull over and read a kid's book, mm-hmm. or we think about those parents who have read their favorite PJ Library book 50 times in a row, and they have to go downstairs and take a shower and go to sleep, and they can pop on that podcast for their kid who can fall asleep to those stories. Um, and so it really grew out of the demand for our parents and their changing lifestyles. Um, and so far, the reaction has been really tremendous. Uh, I especially love being able to play with those folktales, to modernize some of them, um, to just see that anachronistic mashup of a really age-old folktale and 21st century. One of my favorite is a story about the amazing smell of challah baking on Friday night and how to capture that. Um, And we redid it as a Yelp review. And I think that is just one of the beautiful things that I don't think would work in a picture book, but I think in an audio format that's flexible where I'm not um, giving you a picture, I'm allowing the user to paint their own picture in their head, we can really turn our traditions on their head. Um, and so it's great. It, it is for, for all ages. I think a sweet spot is about 3 to 10, but certainly we think uh, little kids can benefit from hearing it. Older siblings hopefully won't be groaning too much if they're stuck in the car. Um, and it's the kind of podcast we hope that after parents drop their kids off at carpool, um, that maybe they forget to pause their uh, their device as they drive on to work. It's one of those sneaky ones. It's one of those sneaky ones that stays with yep. you. You drop the kids <laughs> off and you're like, oh, wait a second. Uh, and you're like, oh, you know, in the car, you're like, oh, oh I can keep listening to this. This is good. Um, so, right, and you're like, how do I rewind to right, right where we were <laughs> yeah. before I dropped off the kids yeah. so they don't, don't know I, don't I listened want, without I don't, them? I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want them to get mad at me for going ahead, for skipping ahead. Um, how, so exactly. So you're rewriting stories. That's really interesting. Um, so who who's mm-hmm. like uh, is the writing team the PJ Library staff and who's you know who's reading the stories or is it more of a like a collective of, of folks doing different voices and things like that? What can folks expect? Yeah, so it's it's a mashup of the PJ Library writing team. So some of our authors um, are also working with people that. Uh, focus on script writing. We have a group of professional actors that are um, that are involved in it. We have. A, a narrator, a consistent narrator. Her name is Rita Toomey. Um, I hear that her middle name is A Book. Um, oh, amazing. I didn't, let I've that been, marinate with folks. I've been looking at this name all day in preparation yeah. for this, and and then you said it, and I got it. All right, you win. You win this round. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah, and uh, there's original music composed. I think one of the lessons that we learned from our work in distributing CDs and PJ Library Radio is the importance of bringing sound effects and music and really bringing that story to life um, so you can hear the consistent theme song. And I think one of my favorite parts of it is that um, people can go to the the podcast website or they can call in and kids can leave us a story of their own. So we end every podcast. We've, we have a story for you. Do you have a story for us? And in season two, we're going to have a lot more kid stories accompanying our, our stories as well. And I think that underscores what we're trying to do in PJ Library is we're providing so many stories to families, but families are living their own lives as stories and we want them to tell those stories and to share with us. Mm-hmm. And But it doesn't just end with... Uh the podcast and the stories and then listeners sending their stories. But like each, if I'm not mistaken, each episode has their own like episode page where there's activities and other ways to, to keep the engagement with the subject matter going. Tell me a little bit about that. 
Absolutely. So if you like that story and you want to see it either in a PJ library book or another version, um, if it was a story that involved baking or creating something, we'll give you activities for your family and not ones that are super complicated and involve glitter being everywhere. Um, but really simple. You have act, uh, materials in your house. You have to keep your kids busy um, on those, those afternoon days and create memories together. And if there's a topic that comes up, whether it's civil, sibling rivalry, taking care of the environment, feeding the hungry, um, resources about how to talk to those topics to your kids, how to talk about it as a family, and how you might be able to give back in your community. Wow, that's amazing. As long as there's no glitter and no slime, we'll be very, very happy. Yep. Um, thank you. Thanks for thinking of the parents who have to do the cleaning. Um, so, so the best way to get all this stuff, um, it, what's the, is there like, there's the PJ Library website and then everything can be found there. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the name of the website and are there other um, outlets that, that folks can find you on? Absolutely. So our podcast is available really wherever you find podcasts, including this one, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, But the PJ Library website is probably the best starting off point. It's pjlibrary.org. Sometimes people ask us what the PJ stands for. It's pajamas because you read the books before bedtime. There's nothing hidden there. Um, For all of our audio content. So that includes a link to PJ Library Radio, our podcasts, Spotify playlists, and uh, content from partners. You can go to pjlibrary.org backslash listen um, because that's what you'll do off that page. And for families that have kids that are older and might be a little bit beyond the picture books and what we're doing, we do have a program um, for middle grade that is chapter books that kids choose their own books. It's really tremendous. And that's called PJ Our Way, um, O-U-R-W-A-Y.org. And uh, all of the programs that we have are totally free to families. You will not be in the program and then find yourself getting any kind of recurring charges or anything like that. They are gifts from a wonderful network of philanthropists and community partners and parents that help uh, make this program really free to anybody um, that wants to sign up and get the PJ Library books. Yeah, and I should also say that most cities have PJ Library outlets. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but I, you know, I'll speak. Yeah, for no. So we have partners in um, 200 uh, cities across North America. Um, so if you are living in any kind of metro area, there is a PJ Library person on the ground. Um, they can connect you to Jewish resources. They do meetups, family celebrations, holidays. Um, we have a lot of programs where parents can host their own Jewish gatherings in their own homes with friends and meet new people. And so also on the PJ Library website, you can put in your zip code um, and find out who your professional is. If you are one of the amazing people that lives in the 26,000 zip codes that are outside of major metro areas, don't fear. We still provide books and we have a really active Facebook group where parents who tend to live in these more remote communities are trading tips and connecting with each other virtually. And this is how you know that PJ Library is legit and the real deal. They know how many zip codes are not in the major metropolitan areas. So it's 26,000. I'm very impressed. Um, so I Absol- should, Absolutely. Yeah, I want to shout out to two of my favorite uh, PJ Library folks, uh, Vivian and Hillary, who are doing great work in Houston and in the Bay Area, um, where the places that we've had our biggest PJ Library um experiences as a family and i want to thank you meredith for everything that you've done 
to impact the life of my family and our Jewish life. That you didn't even know that you know indivi- my individual family is is one of amongst many, but do know that it is so 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 appreciated, and it is a highlight of our month when we get our PJ Library books for all the different ages that we have. We have ten, eight, and six year olds. Amazing. It's a it's a real privilege, and we um, are so excited. We have now over a thousand different titles in the what I call the PJ Library canon in seven different languages. And we're really excited to to dream up all of the books that we're going to create next. So, and all the podcast episodes and stories, it's really, it's a really fun job. And uh, I'm so glad that your family loves the program. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks. Have a great day. So what do you think? PJ Library. An amazing program. If you're a PJ family, and I know that some of you are who are listening to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, you'll know that this has been sort of a profound part of our kids growing up, is getting these books monthly and opening them up and reading them at night. And it's a, it's a good snuggle-up opportunity. I know parents are looking for snuggle-up opportunities. My kids are getting a little bit older. Look, I got to admit it. They're getting a little bit older. The snuggle-up opportunities are not as plentiful. So I do really like when a PJ Library book comes down the line through the mail and we get it and we can check it out. So make sure you check out everything the PJ Library has to offer, books, music, and of course, the brand new podcast, Tell Me a Story. Check it out for Purim. Check it out for Passover, which is coming out. Check it out all the time. And of course, you want to sign up for PJ Library? Go to goodstuffpod.com. Click on the article for this episode, and there is an easy-peasy sign-up link right there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you very soon. Yeah.